Nice. Brilliant. That's, that's, yeah. I never thought of that. That's, no, that's so smart. good. Imagine right now if you took your top off <laughs> here in the studio and I could stare at you. No. Why do people ask me about the weird bikes all the time? Yeah. Um, so you know what else we call this segment? It's Roost Endo or For Sale. <laughs> Fuck you. It's, it's, the, it's the good team with the bad name. Chaos in every turn of the page will leave you weak-minded people clutching their Bibles. Um, when are you going to go 3,000 miles without the ability to get a tire? A lot less expensive than a cast. And uh, Logan's not here. Guess who's here? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is episode number 214. 13. Oh, 214? 14. It says 213 right there. QA, I didn't, QA I, says it's 213. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't edit that. Welcome, everybody. There's uh, my lovely co-host. How is... Uh, it's my wife, Heather. Heather Lewis. Hello. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco. Have you been on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday before? I think I think a long time ago. Did you have to do the whole show or just come in for a quick little guest? I don't remember. You don't remember? No. You tried to forget, in other words. I tried to forget. Okay, welcome everybody. Um, uh, Mark Daniels knew what episode it was, and it's going to be a 5T night. Um, I've got some... Uh, some some good stuff some inquinto uh i'll show you this here tonight's uh tequila there we go so that's what we got hopefully the sound's working i think the sound's working and uh dirt bike says the much more personable half if dirt <laughs> if dirt bike had his normal name up on the screen i could i could bag on him but i don't know if that really is hey um andrew that's okay our Chinga on, on Instagram. So we have Instagram is live in the house here. Uh, says road quads for 17 years going to be moving into dirt bikes, getting at least a Honda Sierra 450 X. What should I do engine wise to make it more snappy in power? And what about radiator wise? What's your riding level to begin with? Why do you need more snappy in power? Yeah. What, <laughs> what's the, uh, if the 450 X doesn't have enough power, I, I mean, and if you're coming from quads, uh, I can see that maybe since those are a lot heavier and maybe since you're used to buying them and they're kind of tamed down, there might have been like more farm vehicle-ish kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, radiator-wise, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, the bikes today are so good stock. Uh, this show would not be possible without the help of our sponsors. And our sponsor makes quads. Uh, Yamaha makes quads. But you should get a Yamaha. You should get the Yamaha uh, YZ450FX because that one has a lot of power. That one has a lot of torque. Has a lot of torque too. And you don't need radiators. Because <laughs> it, it comes and with it's good. It's, it's snappy. It's Heather, snappy. Heather, Heather I over here. I actually don't like it. I don't like the snappiness of it because I, I like to ride a bike that's smooth. Yeah. So <laughs> so maybe that's the one you really need. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Dorica, uh, I already lost your name. It scrolled up off the screen. But um, anyways, uh, everybody's saying you're the boss. I'm not the boss. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm not the boss. <laughs> uh, okay, um, other but sponsors. You, you, you got to give me that top sheet there. 
so I can do this properly. I remember what I'm supposed to say. Uh, of course, we're going to bring you. Okay, we're going to go pretty straight into um, Rooster Endo tonight. We, okay, we've got Rooster Endo. I we'll go straight in because we usually make Rooster Endo people wait. I want don't want to make them wait all long. So we're going to do Rooster Endo real quick. That's if you're on the Instagram, you don't get to see that because we put the pictures of the bikes up on the screen. So go to our live YouTube or live Facebook at Dirt Bike Test. I'm trying to read this long explanation of Rooster Endo. Don't hold it up. The guy, they might get all excited if they see their bike in there. Okay, here the long explanation no, of it. That's normal. So uh, Rooster Endo, it's brought to you by Tacomoto. That's tacomoto.co. Based out of Las Vegas, Taco Mike and his crew will dial you in if you have pretty much any kind of bike, but they really do specialize in the KTM, Husqvarna, Gas Gas, uh, and they're starting to poke into the Hondas quite a bit. Uh, They can dial you in with uh, ECUs, exhaust systems. And so the guy who did ask that question, if you do want more power, you would want to go to tacomoto.co, talk to those guys. They can help you out. Uh, we got some uh, support from Scott Sports. Scott, maker of fine goggles. This this is the uh, this Pro Circuit special edition uh, goggle with the amplified lens. And Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You can look, see, look, look through look, it. Yeah. Look through it that way, especially with these lights on. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, good um, Scott Sports. And you were wondering, you saw my uh, my body protection I was it's wearing. Like blue. Yeah, it's it really it, nice it cools does, everything does down. Cool things down. And you saw the body protection I was wearing and my yes. knee, my knee pads yeah. that I I love. I got to write about those this pretty has soon. Some neat retro lines here. Retro lines. Retro styling. Oh, it's the special edition Pro Circuit goggle. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, uh, DDC Chain Wheels, uh, our first sponsor, Trail Tech. Uh, Trail Tech. I was gonna bring in the Trail Tech uh, pump. They, they have that little, you know, that compressor pump that we're using to pump up all the bikes in the school when yeah. in the morning. Yeah. We used to carry around a big compressor, and now we carry that little thing around. Uh, Trail Tech makes a really nice uh, pump that uh, does that. Scent. And Andrew says, "I was between the RX and the X. I only ride desert. Currently have a very souped-up Yamaha Raptor 700. I wanted to roll." With the Honda 450X because it's more of a desert bike. Nah, Blue Crew, bro. You you know you know Yamaha's. You know the Raptor 700 is what Pablo raced in Dakar. That was remember the quad we used to yeah. have here, the Dakar yeah. quad we used to have here. I'm familiar. I don't really like to admit that I know much about quads. I I did ride a quad today. Oh yeah, you did. I rode a quad. I rode a quad <laughs> from the from the shop to the house to carry a big giant cooler on it. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, go taco. What? Sorry, I missed what you said. <laughs> See, he had Instagram attention. Um, anyways, Faye Campbell joined. Say, hey, Faye. Hey, Faye. Faye, you should come on hey, to Faye. the to the to the main show. Come and back. Come come join us. Yeah, you should go to the uh the regular show, not the Insta show because Insta show is not as good. Um, of course, uh, Fast Company Flex Handlebars. I was complaining oh, about my wrist. They I was, save you. I was complaining about my wrist today because they they were sore because I didn't ride, but they'd be really sore if I didn't. Um, and dirt bikes and snowboard says friends don't let friends ride quads. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, a lot of people are saying Merry Christmas in the chat. This is our chat up over here. Actually, I can make the chat pop up there so we don't have to uh, look at it. Uh, Gronk VBS, he, he always has to remind me uh, what his thing is. Um, and 
Uh, Merry Christmas from the Great White North, eh? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Bob and Doug McKenzie land is uh, is what's uh, up there in the Great White North. Um, and Gary Goodwin wanted to let us know that the Cove 450 rally is now street certified. And uh, he said thanks to us. That, thank thank you, Gary, for letting us ride that bike. That was uh, that's fun, interesting. Um, I... I I think I get a lot of questions about that, it, and I don't know why I get questions. Why do people ask me about the weird bikes all the time? I mean, because I'll ride them, right? Yeah, maybe. And I I, I talk about normally what they what they are. Uh, bulletproof designs, makers of awesome protection equipment for your bike, especially the KTM's and the Yamahas. Um, I put the all the stuff on my WR450, and I'm glad I did because I went an extreme endurance riding on it, and it took uh, it takes a beating, and of course double take mirrors, and that's why my my nice haircut is so nice because I <laughs> use a double take mirror. There's one right over there. You can yeah. hold it up. Um, you can hold it up. We I use the double take double mirror to, and here's the, here's for the Instagrams. Double take mirror. Double take you can mirror. you can look at yourself on the thing. Yeah, Instagrams. <laughs> Uh, double take. Thanks to all of our sponsors for uh, helping us out. Of course, uh, if you uh, want to uh, enjoy a nice book, hold it's it upside up. down. Coffee <laughs> brewed with a graveyard mist by my good buddy Jerry Bernardo. So oh, um, I need to see that. Yeah, here, hold, yeah. hold hold it up, and you can you can you can see it right there. So coffee brewed with a graveyard mist, not your everyday it's, books that you read to your child no no not at all no you you it makes a you a collection of poems and stories that throw the emotions of life and death into a blender full of piranhas and crayons colorful but biting <laughs> this is this is this is Frank very accurate own. yeah very yeah, accurate good, yeah so uh thanks to all our sponsors jerry bernardo uh of course does a lot of the designs you'll see pop up um on the show like this oh maybe that didn't show up Wait, I'm gonna fix that. That just it didn't just go black. I just had to fix that. But uh, he does a lot of the designs you see on the show. So thanks everybody for helping us out. Thanks for watching. Uh, I am curious. Timing. Hold on. Um, is somebody trying to help me? Timing plus six degrees from retarded four degrees. Wait, there's a lot of questions here. Hi, Jimmy and Heather. The guys over at Gary's place have been working on some performance products for the Cove. Right now, their mechanic has developed a timing key that advances the time. Okay, timing from plus six to retarded four degrees. Can you talk about how that might affect the longevity and what effect it might have on the bike? The words is it wakes the bike up big time. Uh, yeah, any time. Well, it's like anything. These, these, like when you hear about people that do ECU tuning and whether you're doing a, um, a, you know, a reflash of the ECU or you have, um, some sort of piggyback unit that can does fueling and stuff. All these will affect the bike timing going to plus six. Yeah. I think, I think on the, I think on the Yamaha's like on the tuning app, they'll let you go. I think six or seven is what they do, but there's, there's like a safety range that most manufacturers won't let you go outside of, you know, compared to wherever stock is. And you've just got to understand that, you, you know, it, it's going to, 
it's going to affect it's it can make it run better it could also make it less durable so be careful with the flipping the things because you can noise. hear the noise Sorry. on the microphones Sorry. yeah yeah i won't do that okay and you can get clo- a little closer to the mic if you want to as well and then that way we can hear you breathe so we know you're not dead over there i'm gonna stay back um, i would yeah i would uh I don't know how it would affect the longevity until you actually ride it. I was pretty surprised at that that the, the, the bike was a 450. I was surprised at how well it ran, but how I don't know how to how to put it that that it that it was really tame. It it was a, it was more like a kind of an adventure bike style, and so I imagine you could you know run it up but then again you know until you do it you just don't know how how well that thing is is built and i think it's kind of overbuilt but it doesn't take much to push something past the limit and i don't know what the limit of that like cylinder head design is um, when you start um you know producing a little bit more heat which is what advancing the ignition can do a lot of times and then you've just got to make sure that the fueling matches that so we'll see. Um, that's the longevity. So let's uh, go right into Takamoto's Roost or Endo segment. Why are we doing it first? Because uh, I think it's good to do it first. Hold on. Let me open a b- You know, You know what the job of the co-host is in the show? No, I don't because I never watch your show. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Thanks, honey. I'm not uh, a good wife. No, I, no, I, I do I, watch it every once in a while. but then, then you tell me I shouldn't have done what I did. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, so the job of the co-host on this show is generally I'm over here and I get a little yeah, I'm thirsty. I'm supposed to give you alcohol. No, it's when I do this. Remember, it's a it's a it's an audio format. So okay. when I do this, I'm supposed to talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, la- ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today because okay, good. He's making me right. It's good. Good. Good wife. Yes. Yeah. I good wife. Good yeah. Did did what Merry she, Christmas. She's she's it's my Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> she's on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Oh gosh. Um, she, we went riding together. We did go riding together. We got to go. We got to go riding. My and, first time riding. Well, no, my second time back riding since I had two knee replacements. Right. So, well, you've put around at the school. Yeah. But one it was, school. But it was a. It was like the first. Only after my first. My left knee, oh, you, then you, I did putt-putt, and then I had my right knee, and I didn't do any putt-putt after that because the school was over. Right. So two knee replacements. Yeah, two full knee replacements. And back riding dirt bikes. Yep, and back riding dirt bikes hey, we and have a, a back surgery. We might, have to, we might have to go into the questions here with the, uh, with the Instagrams real quick. Uh, what brand of pegs would be good for a taller rider with a big foot, size 6'2"? Uh, size fourteen foot. Oh. I heard I need lowered and moved back. Uh, six two, not necessarily. I don't know. No, um, John would know. Yeah, um, I think it depends on how your body's built. And size fourteen, you tend to have to ride a little bit more on your toes because you know balls of your feet because you don't want your toes sticking out there too far. Um, I don't think it's uh, it's that outside. I mean, once you start getting like six four. Then bikes get a little bit small, but uh, and it, our our riders and our tests. If you go to dirtbiketest.com and check out what they said, all of our taller guys ended up getting Kawasaki's. They bought Kawasaki's the pegs. and He's the, the, you about could, the pegs. yeah, you can move the pegs in the Kawasaki 
And I don't know that we did actually move the foot pegs on the test bike, but like Brent Farrell, mm-hmm. you know, six four, uh, and went and bought a Kawasaki. So Chuck Fall says twenty three five hundred EXC. Is there value in getting a whole exhaust replacement versus a slip on? I'm gonna get a get either way. Um, well, if you are gonna get the ECU, then then your exhaust system can be matched to that. I don't like going with the full um, open exhaust. I tend to like running a, a, a Q, the FMFQ, but I do like their header, the, the Mega Bomb header. I don't know if you can get it for the 500 EXE. So um, I think you can find one for the 450 that um, that works. Uh, dirt bikes and snowboards. Foot pegs always fall off Kawasaki's anyways. That's well, not true. He didn't ask you what, He's what just kind of motorcycle to gum. He asked you what foot pegs were uh, good to get. Okay. Uh, oh, and if and if I say Husaberg, you have to ring a bell. I said Husaberg once. What did what <laughs> most powerful bike was I riding when we went riding? You're riding a white with blue and gold. Right, right. What was I riding? Something starts with an say H. It. Yeah, you can say it. You're allowed to say it. Uh, so powerful. <laughs> don't, don't touch. Um, okay. Eric Hall says, hi. Hey, Jimmy and Heather. Um, okay, so we're going to hang up on the Instagrams. Hey, Stephen, thanks for uh, Stephen's chiff. Uh, thanks for starting to follow us. That was awesome. Uh, hi, Peter Pastel. Peter Pastel. Where's he? In he's there? online. On there? Oh, yeah. he's in that thing. Uh, great Death Valley photos. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. So we're on Instagram. We're on uh, we're on Instagram. We're also on uh, Facebook and the YouTubes. But I need to use this phone for some other things right now, and I can't talk into it anymore. So we will catch you on the backside. See ya. So yeah, I'm gonna end now, and then I'm gonna share that at some way, shape, or form. But I'll do that later. Okay, uh, back to the uh, the questions. Uh, face tubes. Yeah, on the face tubes. Hi, Eric. Nice to <laughs> see you again. And Peter. Peter says for me to go away. I know. Well, hold on a second, Heather. Why don't you just take over the show again? <laughs> I don't have anything to say except for, oh, I'm supposed to have this mic close to my face. Closer. Yeah, it helps okay. out. So the, the, so the second thing is is um, you can always read off our sponsors if I start drinking. That's, that's okay. But the sponsor list is over there. I know. Just kidding. Yeah, it's okay. I can read off them. One of the hey, sponsors the, is. The Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. What about the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame? They are having their annual induction ceremony on January 27th. Oh, very cool. That was a fun event. Yeah, we're going to that. So Hot Shoe Hall of Fame, they raise money to give uh, shoes to lesser fortunate people. So I have a Hot Shoe Hall of Fame hot shoe. That's very cool. Yeah, so uh, Gene Woods, uh, they have some pretty cool inductees. I think Mert, Mert Lawwell is was one of the big ones I saw. Uh, Mitch Payton is getting inducted. Mm-hmm. A um, few other people should be. Uh, it's it's an awesome event. If you want to ever want to hang out with like uh, old uh, moto legends, uh, that's the place to go. And you can rip around in go karts. Yeah. At uh, at Gene Woods uh, Museum slash go kart racing emporium on Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas. A fun time, good event, nice people. Super nice people. Yeah. Uh, and then. Um, if you're in the in the uh, chat and stuff, let us know if you're going. I actually, if you ever go, if you go to Vegas, 
and you're going to be on Fremont Street and you want to have a really fun time, hit me up. Uh, I can get you a, a little discount card for for Gene's uh, go kart thing. So I'm just like the guy on the street that has that's wearing like the the, the placard. You know the you know the guys that are standing around. And they're like a, they're like walking billboards. The sign spinner and, and, and they yeah sign spinner and they and they <laughs> hand you they hand you a ticket. Yeah, I have that ticket. Oh no no no, those tickets are different. I have ticket. Oh no, the the guys that <laughs> the, the ones that snap the tickets. The ones that snap the tickets are different. Those are like for. Um, uh, other entertainment sites. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> so, okay. Um, let's see. Do we have any questions? We got the one on the cove. Uh, yeah, co-host talks. Jimmy drinks. See, Mark oh, knows. Okay, sorry, I Mark. Have, thank you. I should have Mark uh, come in one of these times. He and Craig Albert tell me if he says Husserberg, you have to ring the bell. Okay, I've been taught. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> How much power did that bike have? A lot of, Actually, I don't know. You you were gone. I couldn't I didn't never just saw just disappeared. You. You, disappeared. you saw the ground though. I did see the ground. I saw gaps between the, the, the roost. Yeah. Where where like it, it where actually, you're, where where you're it, in the air. It takes off. Yeah, it, it, it starts like flying. rockets in yeah, the air. It starts flying. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how much power those things make. <laughs> um okay. I I'm pretty sure I can get my Yamaha tuned like that. I I'm I'm gonna I'm going to start working on more more maps. Actually, somebody emailed me wanted some uh, Yamaha maps the other day. So, other entertainment that also involves dings. <laughs> I don't know. Did the Instagram video end? Yes, I'm done with that. Um, for a 450 dirt bike, is a 10 scoop paddle for the sand overkill, or would it be better for checking? Or is an eight scoop paddle fine? Oh, see, look at Andrews. He made it over. Yeah, awesome. very good, Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Um, so, interesting thing is. I used to run a paddle when we went to the dunes back when I was a kid, I was a child, I would say, because uh, I didn't know any better. And I have since, since I started doing racing in Africa and when we rode in sand dunes for hundreds and hundreds of miles and we didn't have paddle tires. And in fact, we were on big twin cylinder rally bikes. Uh, I realized you don't need a paddle in the sand dunes and the paddles because they're scooped and the way that they're shaped, when you start leaning the bike over to the side, they 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 lose grip. They they actually slide out. And we actually remember we were we were well, one day we were actually trying to slide out. We were doing it for videos. Yeah. We were actually seeing how far you could get over. And man, when they go, they they let go. So I don't like riding a paddle tire in the in the sand unless um, you're going straight. If you're just going to go, if you're just going to go straight, like competition yeah. hill and, or I mean, something, they start, they start really, I mean, you just go and they, the bike goes, it doesn't really spin. Um, but I, I just like, I like a normal tire in the, in the dune. So I, I can't tell you the difference between an eight paddle and a 10 paddle. I don't even remember what we ran. I think, I think that, you know, they used to say on the small bikes, remember the Dillons always used to ride their 125s in the dunes. I think they had like eight paddles. As opposed to a higher number, yeah. so Team Longrider says he has a ten paddle on his CRF, yeah, CR five hundred. Yeah, so they're saying ten eight paddle for a two fifty two stroke. So there's probably guys that know better than I run uh, a regular tire with uh, a moose or regular air pressure in it, and uh, so I'm not the uh, thing. Um, see, the questions just start rolling yeah. in, Heather. So there's multiple places. Where are the there's one place over here. Oh, there's. So, Over there. So I can actually put the chat up here too. Oh, it's fine. Right there. Yeah. Uh, 
Brad Rudy, are you still doing the Bohica Hare and Hound bicycle rides? Uh, when I'm in California, I like to do them. <laughs> so there was a group out here doing in um, Paddle for Glamis, Nobby for Dumont. Well, I run a Nobby every place, but I can see why you'd want to run a, a Nobby in Dumont because there's so much uh, riding around that isn't in the in the dunes. And uh, yeah, so David uh, B. Um, Look, he should, Brad Rudy, David B's a, a Bohica guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see you soon, um, one track. Uh, so, uh, Curly has a question. You want to read um, Curly's yeah, question? Yeah, scroll I up. I don't think I can scroll up in that one. That's okay. the problem. So let me, let me see if I pull it right here. That's okay. Right there. What's Curly's question? Front forks and suspension. You helped me fix my two, 2013 450 SFX. S. XF, sorry, with snow bike kit, but the front and front end rides low in the stroke due to the weight and other geometry witchcraft issues. Going to up the springs and go much stiffer. Does that also mean a mean a r e a revalve job? <laughs> sorry, it's not correct. Man, you're, now now you it's know. It's really hard to read these, especially when it's like uh, super wide. Okay. Uh, revalve to work with the balance. Yeah, that's way better. Hey, remember uh, remember that Logan kid? <laughs> that Poor used, Logan. That used to have all the all the problems with reading. So these revalve to work with the balance out the stiffer springs. Uh, correct. K- Kyler, I, I used to call him Curly. Uh, oh. Kyler, uh, are we talking about it as a snow bike, or are we talking about it as a as a dirt bike? So. I know I helped you fi- <laughs> fix it, but uh, um, we're, are we trying to figure out the the effects of like I don't I don't really know a lot about the suspension on the snow bikes. I mean, a fork, a soft soft fork is a soft fork, but um, I I don't know how it affects the because the track is the track has a, a interesting suspension on it as well. The way that because the track is almost fixed and then the and then track has the suspension on it. <laughs> and so I'm not sure. You'd have to talk to somebody who rides those things a lot more. And does the snow, like, when the, is it like sand? Is the, the pressure, is it like sand or is it like dirt? What does the snow feel like? Because is it hard, like ice, depending? So <coughs> does it, that affect the suspension? Um, yeah. It, it will, the, when I rode snow bikes, they were super condition dependent. You had to have, you wanted to have good snow and, and like kind of powdery snow, but not too deep and definitely not crusty. Mm-hmm. Um, you wanted it, you know, cause, cause the crusty would hook and catch you and you kind of wanted to just be able to go wherever you wanted to. But, uh, and then, and then when it got too deep, then the, the track would spin, you know, most of the time the track got really good traction, but you know, you're riding up hills that you shouldn't be riding up. They're just so steep and you can do things that you ordinarily wouldn't do. So yeah. Um, okay. It's a snow bike, a dedicated snow bike, uh, stiffer springs can overpower rebound damping. Uh, this is true. Says Craig Alberts. Um, so I, I always kind of thought that the, that the, the snow bikes seemed to just be, it was, they were just always kind of light on the front. It didn't seem like the forks were doing much because, you know, the snow is so it was the snow was so dampening, dampening on its own. I mean, you're kind of just plowing through it and 
And I, I don't honestly don't have enough experience with it to tell you exactly what to do, but I could see where being too soft would be problematic because then it would kind of want to dive. But I also noticed that we were changing front skis and, and depending on the front ski, the front skis, they were, they were still, you know, innovating a lot when I was riding them. And that made a, a huge, di- that probably made more of a difference than anything else was the, the ski. So, Okay. Now we can try to do Rooster Endo. Okay. Rooster Endo. This segment brought to you by Takomoto. That's takomoto.co. The way this segment works, Heather, is... Yes, yes. Uh, We're not going to start with that one. I want to start with a different one. Okay. That's the last one. Okay. Um, the way that this segment works is... And we can start with that one. You send us a, a picture of your bike and tell us a little bit about it. So we want the make, model, year, hopefully... Oh, I hope you didn't mix those up. No. Okay. Because it you, it was the picture. Yeah. And then the words. Yeah, the picture, the picture and the word are together right okay. there. Yeah. I moved them together. Let me number the pages. Okay. For you. Yeah. N- get number the pages. I'll uh, talk a little bit about the tequila. I'm going to try to drink here in a few minutes. Uh, incog in 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 canto uh, reposado. Mark. Uh, by the way, this is good. Hey, uh, question um, for all of our people in the chat. Uh, I'm kind of curious where everybody is from. It's always interesting to see where people are uh, from. So go ahead and pop up that in the chat, and we'll uh, give you like some shout outs, as they as they like to say. As Heather gets this thing, I got these. You I got, got the next one. Okay. It's only one. It's only like there's two, five. Three there's lines. five of them. Yeah. yeah there's only okay. three lines for this one. It, what's the name? Here's my two th- twenty. What's the What's the name? Bucknell. There's no name on that one. Yeah, there is. It's, it says that first one says thank there you. There it is right there. Okay. Rock. Yeah, there's no name on this one. Okay. It's it's uh There's no name. Yeah, his name's Jerry or Where? Uh, Where's or, the uh, name? Oh, it's bo- down here. Right. Yeah, it's at the bottom. What's his name? His name is John Bakel. John, okay. John sent a picture of his bike. What is it? It is a two thousand three Yamaha TTR one twenty five L E. Right. That's a great bike. It's a Yamaha, which makes it great to start with. We have a couple of those. Yes. Yes. So it's the king of the flat track here. <laughs> GTR one twenty five looks nice. Okay, looks, what what does it say about it? It says all stock, mm-hmm. a bit neglected. Mm-hmm. Always a joy to play around on. Correct every every statement there is true. Thanks for the entertaining and occasionally informative show. Occasionally informative. Yes. Yeah. So I, I... I think that depends on the questions. That's what triggers your answer. So if you are if you think it's not very informative, come up with more questions. Right, better questions. So so the way that this works, Heather, is... Uh, so we they sent us the photo. They, they're supposed to tell us your make and model, which he did. Yep. He gave us his name, and he sent us a photo. Um, I like a nice photo. I, I'm I'm looking at that ground, and I wish it would rain. Kinda, oh yeah, kind of like would be nice. Kind of like the dirt that we rode on. That That's what the nice. dirt's like yes. here. But that 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 dirt will suck up a lot of water. And I look at that 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 the ditch, ditch in, in the, the background. background. You know what's it's funny because I'm I, I would just like to beat him up for the photo, but I start looking at the photo, and. Uh, it's actually lit properly. 
which is, which is kind of strange for yeah. our for our our viewers. Uh, wasn't completely middle of the day, you know. It's a little side light. He's got some texture in the background with that nice ledge. It's nice, actually, a nice photo for such a stock neglected bike. Yeah, he's got that a crossbar. Not bad. I think he's got a crossbar pad on it. It looks like it's yeah. Brand new. I, if he wants to sell me the front forks off of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. The plastic's nice and clean. <clears throat> yeah, it's blue. No stickers. Yeah. Yeah, not um, a bad who bike. Who rides this bike? Does he ride it or does I, his sister? I guess sister? so. <laughs> Whoa, Heather. <laughs> I'm just asking. Does his sister ride it? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so so now, you, now you have to decide whether that bike roosts or endos. I don't know. I, who's to judge? I guess we're to judge. Mm -hmm. So, well, we can, can we judge. wait till we get other ones and then see? Oh, you want to come back to it? Yeah. Like, do we have to judge on each one? You have to roost judge on each one. Endo? Right well, now. Well, then it's a roost. It look, I mean, what can you, it's Yamaha by itself. Never been, it looks like it. nothing's been modified. Right. So it's a roost. Yeah, good stock bike. I, yeah. I, I was going to, I was going to endo it because of the description, but then I'm like, what else can you say? But yeah, I mean, it's just, and he followed all the instructions. He followed the instructions. He has a nice He's picture. He a nice picture. Uh, so yeah, I his have, sister I have could to, ride the bike. I have to go with. I have to go with. <laughs> I have to go with Roost also. Roost, Roost. That's good. Okay. Okay. So what's Roost. What's, what's our? Should we keep track of this? No, no. We don't have to score it or anything. Okay. Sorry, my my um. Computer analytical like brain. brain. I need to keep track. Got it. Organization. What's okay? Uh, next one. What's our, is who's our from name? Todd Kelly. Kelly. Okay. What do we got here? It looks like a blue bike. Uh, Heather's big <laughs> on the color of the bikes. <laughs> How do you know whether it's a two-stroke or a four-stroke? Well, it says 450 on it. Why well, <laughs> no? But I mean, how do you tell whether it's a two-stroke or a four-stroke? I can look at the motor and look, or look for a pipe. If there's no front, was that the header pipe? A header's usually on a four-stroke, but you're thinking of expansion no, I mean, chamber. No, the big pipe, the one that looks like a big... Musical instrument. Yeah, that's a two-stroke. <laughs> yeah, that's a right. two-stroke. Got it. So I can tell if it's two-stroke or four-stroke. Heather knows a lot about motorcycles. I know motorcycles. a lot about motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, a lot about... <laughs> I know how to ride them. How long have you been riding them for? I've been riding them since I was, I think, eight years old. Actually, I've been riding on motorcycles since I was two, but I was eight years old when I started to ride my own. Right, okay. So. But that doesn't mean you have to know about them. No, you just have you have a factory mechanic. Yeah, I have my lovely husband as my factory mechanic. Right, no, I can do enough to get by, but that I'm not the point. So the okay. point is the motorcycle. Got it. So it's a 2024 Cove. Is it Cove or Cove? Um, the importer was on the chat a little while ago. I believe it's I believe it's Cove. 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 Four fifty rally. Cove, whatever. So, um. SKDA graphics, Tusk D dual sport tires, front sucks and have since switched to the Tusk MX tire. Dirt 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 tricks rear sprocket 51T up to recluse, double take mirrors, good job. Yep. Um OD lock on grips. ODI, yep. Oh, okay. Sorry, ODI. SXS skid plate. Goes over the stock carbon guard. Uncle Wang alum aluminum tower. 
Trail Tech Voyager Pro. Good. F- Future Eyes LED Lights in Tower. Zeta Handguards. Tusk Traverse Bags. Um, AliExpress Ali Rear Rack. Wow, all these names I don't, I'm not familiar with. Loving the Cove. And you know, Jimmy, how my builds are usually are. And this bike fits my desire to make an enduro bike into an adventure bike straight out of the box. Uh, Todd, Todd Kelly. Kelly. So, yeah, Todd, looks like you've got a, a nice chariot there. Um, I'm I'm not in love with the graphics. I I don't know why, but it makes it look heavy. It kind of it, does make it, it look heavy. It, I agree. It, I think it's the back is the darker it's just black. that it, it goes to the it, yeah. black in the back. Oh, and this pic- the picture, it doesn't print well. No. The, pic- the printed picture isn't very nice. And, and the one on but the screen But the one on the screen great. looks good, though. I mean, it, it's not too bad. But that, that graphic fade does make it look heavy. But it makes it look like a big, fat, wide, deep end <laughs> on the back. It's got, it's got, a, big, it's got a big ass. Is that, what you're saying? is that what you're saying there? No. Huh? Uh, it no. Just, and is it is it really that wide? Well? I mean, I don't. It, I haven't ridden the Cove yet. I would really like to ride one. Didn't you ride it? When I had, no, I didn't oh, get you to ride at, it. You weren't at Tour Tech this year. No, because I was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I haven't ridden any of them yet. Right. Oh yeah, you were broken. You're getting. You're getting fixed. Yes. So uh, location looks pretty nice. Got some. Look at those Ooh, clouds. Clouds. Nice. I love clouds. Those are pretty. Nice clouds. I do like the front. the The fairing looks really nice. Yeah. And the eyes, the eyeballs. Yep. The light bulbs, which look like eyeballs. Right. They look nice. Um. It looks like a roost to me. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's what's got wrong a, with it? He's. It's all. Everything is nice. They've got some good products on there. I think I think it's a good. It looks really good. I think it's good. I'm gonna I'd say a roost. I'm gonna give him a roost. I think, especially since it's 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 a new bike. It's hard to get stuff a lot of stuff for it, but he's done pretty pretty good. And uh, I think yeah, it it as an as an adventure bike as a lightweight adventure bike, um, he's barking down the right path. I yeah, think he's done all of the and now I'm not sure all the right things. I don't know about them. Are they entry level? Or are they like I are they raceable? They're raceable, correct? Um, well, they they are racing them in uh, in Dakar. In Dakar, yeah. And <laughs> Meh Cove is that what we have in the in the comments there, Troy? Meh Cove. That's Oh, Mike Johnson raced one. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Mike Johnson raced one in um, the. Uh, he raced it in. The Nora last year actually, he 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 was pretty close to winning. He was getting he was getting close because we had some uh, some technical things going on there. Oh, very but, cool, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so, so you get a roost. Roost. Todd, good job. Both both of us uh, get the roost on that one. Okay, this one is a um, it's not a motorcycle. It's from Trevor Hunter. Oh, oh. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah, um, so you know what else we call this segment? It's Roost Endo or For Sale. <laughs> and Is so, this for sale? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it does say lightly ridden what for is it? sale. What is it? It is a 2021 Specialized Epic. Okay. Size medium, Shimano XT brakes, SRAM XX1 Eagle drivetrain, quark power meter, Oh, oh, that must be for like I, 
yeah, it's, it's, what, it's, a power meter for the person spinning their wheels. Yeah, it's so it's so so when like when how it, much so when he's riding it, so when he's riding it, he can think about how much he how loves much his strong. legs, <laughs> how strong yeah. he is. Oh yeah, he just worships <laughs> his legs. Oh, look Roll at my legs. Carbon wheels. Yep. Um, specialized carbon carbon handlebars for sale, lightly ridden. Where's the price for it? How much are you asking for sale? Well, I they they, they yeah. Uh, so I'm. So should it be for sale? Is that the question, or is it just like, hey, no, this is my oh, bike no, for sale? I know he's trying to sell it. That's that's what he put it. He, he submitted it for. Uh, okay. So I can't even see anything in this photo. It looks like it looks like a couple sticks so leaned up against a garage. Yeah. I'm not too stoked on. It looks like he took at least three minutes to set it up there. I'd um, say he took one minute one to minute. set it up. Lights, you know, lights kind of funky. That's uh, okay. Background, you know, half of the house, two different colors in the background. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Endo. 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 It's, it's but a, it's, it's a for motor, sale, it's a motorcycle so it doesn't show. have to be a roost. It's a motorcycle show, Trevor. If you are if you want to buy it, it's a roost. If you want to enter it into the rooster endo contest, it's you, an endo. You know, the best thing is I'm going to tell them like three guys like wanted to buy it right during the show. They were actually going through the internets. But that's a lot. Like looking. I know, but I'm going to tell him this. Okay. And then he's going to, and then he's going to, he should be watching the show. Let's see this I one. think we just lost 8,000 viewers for putting uh -huh. that thing up there. Okay. This one's from <laughs> Jeff. Let's see. Uh, okay. Here we go. Meh Cove, regardless of its quality, it's a Chineseium offering and that stuff is never good for the overall market. And, and in the news, KTM just announced that they're going to be producing most of their motorcycles in China. So uh, <laughs> Craig Alberts on Trevor's bike, not electric equals endo. endo. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Put it on offer up, <laughs> yeah. Mark Daniels. <laughs> okay, should have six, eight Cove in Dakar this year. Uh, and then I... Some just, guy. Uh, some guy. We'll be on the yeah. new X version. Yeah, I don't okay. know about that guy. Um Let's see. Is this Jimmy's new list segment? Mark DeShane. No, uh, it's not. It's just... Rooster Endo. It's Rooster Endo. Yeah. It's like you're usually asleep by the time this comes on during the show. That's that's why I think he's doing it first, because then <laughs> the people well, who watch... I, I, pretty, I thought you were going to quit about 30 minutes into the show. You were oh, just going to walk that's off. That's why he did it first. So then that way I don't have to sit around and listen to him for this long. Right. Oh, wait. Is there any um, oh, earplugs? Yeah? Earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's whiskey, Heather. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's um, okay. Uh, Craig. Yeah, see, Craig just made an offer on Hunter's bike. So um, Okay. See? Sidebar. You guys can do that on your own. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Ne next, next one next is... One. Who is it? It is Jeff. Jeff. Ta-da. Really pretty background. Yeah. It looks like wa Washington. Mm-hmm. That is, um, which one is that? It's, um. It says, while my KTM 300 EXC is broken again, I've been out chasing mountain goats with my old pack mule. The bike Jimmy loves to hate, the KTM 500 of 20 years ago, the 2003 XR400R. This should be good. LOL. So I like the XR400. Oh, Jennifer Morton. Yes. Says that XR400 is a roost. It's a roost for sure. This is a clean <laughs> one. It looks really nice and clean. Okay, give us the, give us so the specs. So full FMF power core, four exhaust, 
Dynojet kit. Wait a minute. He said full power core exhaust. I'm only seeing a slip-on. Those look like the stock headers. Uh-oh. No, he says power four core four exhaust. Okay. Oh, I thought you said full. No, he said it says full, full FMF, FMF power core four exhaust. Oh, okay. I'm not seeing it, but... Dino jet kit. Right. Which you can't see, but... No. Clark four-gallon tank. Uh-huh. Um, XR only temp gauge, rear disc guard, and skid plate. Okay. Uh, skid skid plate. Wait, I'm not seeing that either. I see the disc guard. Sometimes we, you know, we have to check these guys on their thing. Those. Well, those, maybe there's those, maybe there's a skid look... plate on the on it now. But when he took this picture, there was oh, no skid plate. Oh. oh. Wait. What about that? Oh, it is a kind that's, of a guard. Those, those are stock. That's the that's stock the guard. Stock guard. Right down there. Yeah. Okay. Rocky Mountain Dual Sport Kit. Um, seeing part of that, yeah. Pro Taper EVO CR High Bars. Okay, sounds good. Trail Tech Vapor. Right, good. Trail Tech Gauge. So yeah, the, yeah. I like it how everybody throws the sponsors in. Liking that you're liking That's our good. sponsors because yeah. support those that support the sport. Um, Cyclops LED Kit Factory Glass Headlamps. Okay. Lenses. Yep. Michelin AC10 tires and HD tubes. That should date it for you. The, oh, <laughs> he's, he put that in there. Yeah. Yeah, because they yeah now they're onto the Starcross Six, and those those tires are probably two or three generations old. Primary drivetrain and sprockets. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are extra front sprockets in the tool bag. Race tech suspensions for two hundred pound dudes. Yeah, nice bike. I think it looks good. Good location. And yes, I have a seat concepts extra seat for longer rides. Thanks. That's the bulk of it. If you have too much fun with this one, I'll dredge up your 30-year-old memories with my Scott Summers wannabe 92 XR628R. <laughs> so that, that looks like a good, clean bike. I think it looks, it's nice, clean. Is it for sale? No. Well, I, I mean, his 300's in the shop. I'm kidding. Yeah, so, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it, it, that's why you have this. That's why you have a second bike and then a third bike and a fourth bike in case one's in the shop, and then you have a fifth bike. And so then, we only had one endo, so it's roost, roost, and roost for all the and this actual is, this is entries. Roost? This is a roost. I think a roost. Yeah, it's a roost. How could you endo that? You could. I mean, you could endo it easily. Uh, oh, I, 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 well, I don't, I don't. I know. mean, endo meaning going over the bars easily. Well, but. endo in that in that. Um, I'm not seeing the full exhaust system there. Oh, but that's not endo on the bike. That's endo on the, the right the guy that the, put it in there. And then I'm not seeing the skid plate. Uh, so it's tough crowd. Well, we're we're you know we like to keep it clean here. Uh, he's got the big tank on it. It means he's riding a lot. Uh, I like the location. I mean, that was the one day. The year. lighting's nice. That's the one day a year that the. We had good lighting and good photography. They knew you were coming on, so they. Oh no, we no. Wait, we got one more. Heather. Oh, we have one more. Oh, the big one. That's right, the front one. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, everything's everything's good about this, but it's an XR four hundred, and those bikes are just like they're really good at doing absolutely nothing well. I mean, they do everything just fine, just just fine, and you have to kickstart it. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. You got to kickstart it, 
and and it has a carburetor on it, so like stuff grows inside the carburetor, and they're hard they're hard to start, and it's not easy to get that carburetor out. I'll tell you that. So I think the way to take that carburetor out is you actually take the intake manifold out, and then bolt the in, unta- disconnect the intake manifold, and then turn the whole thing sideways and pop it out out of the way. Um, but don't you always say that the XR four hundred was a bike that you can just ride and ride and ride forever? Right, and and after after you hate yourself for the first twenty minutes because you're riding XR four hundred, then it just becomes a lot of fun because you're on a fun motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he challenged me, so I'm gonna endo it. Okay, so yeah. R E Roost Endo. Yeah, it's the it's the it's it's a it's an a endo. rendo. Well, no, yeah, you give one. We sometimes we have more opinions here, but that that's a that's the one day a year the sun came out there. So, does anyone like ever chime in? Oh, see, there we go. Mark Daniels says roost plastics look looks clean. Yeah, it says it'll last, last forever. forever. Roost XR four hundred roost. Um, Victor's in Mexico Hi, right Victor. now. A, yep, uh, fifty miles from him. He says. Craig Albert says. <clears throat> We've reached a hundred messages tonight. That's good. It's active. It's an active chat. Uh, That's good. So, yeah, I'm still. I'm. I'm. I'm holding myself. I. I. I gave up on the XR400. <laughs> I sold all of them, even though I did sell them. To, I don't. I don't even own one anymore. Did we sell it to Jen Morton? No. Did we trade it with her? Didn't we give her one? Or no? I don't think. I don't no. think. I don't think. Because mine were all too worn out. Oh, okay. Right. So. Uh, uh, that TTR125 says Team Long Riders uh, is the the kids' bike that adults can jump the campfire with. Yes, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> um, hey, Andrew, also, Andrew, Andrew swung over from, uh, hey, Andrew, if you're not subscribing to this channel, buddy, I need more subscribers with quads in their profile pictures. <laughs> so he's on, he's on Andrew Aching, at Archinga, Archinga. Um, What's your opinion of full wraparound handguards? I hear they can be a hazard if your hand gets stuck in it on a crash. Figure me going from quads dirt bikes, I get them or break the levers of a way. So I've run them on most of my bikes, and you'll see a lot of the pictures like in a rooster and stuff. People have them. That used to be a fear a long time ago, and and I just I don't hear it that much anymore except for people that are brand new. They come into the sport, and they go, oh, I don't know about those wraparounds. What if my hand goes through? In all the time I've been riding – um, I haven't had that issue. It scares the crap out of me just thinking about it because that's how my because yeah. my wrist that's the way my hands come off when I have a problem. Of course, they don't come off when I'm running fast company flex handlebars with the. Uh, that's like if absorbing. you let go of the bars and your hands go through the through the hand guards. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the way you would break your wrist. Well, I understand, but, but I, I, I've like in all that, the years I've, you don't really let go of the bars that way when you're crashing. Yeah, I've very rarely, if ever. I don't think I've ever heard about that happening, so I'm I'm not uh, that scared of the uh, the wraparound handguards. And uh, the desert is wet right now. This is true. <laughs> okay, um, last one for rooster endo. He said, "Picture with the snow-capped volcano is a roost." So he was saying the XR is right. a roost. Right, Mark D'Angelo's like that. That thing's sweet. Um, I think we get the wrap rounds for fear. There's a million guys have a million crashes with no problem from the handguards, but that one guy. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brian, uh, this is this is true. Uh, that that it's just something that you can perceive happening, and it just doesn't. Uh, the I know it saved my clutch 
many, many times. Clutch lever. Yes, clutch lever. Yeah, le- it, yeah. they save your levers. They, they they can strengthen the bars a little bit to a certain extent from, from bending. Uh, I, I run them on the majority of my bikes, um, especially when I know I'm going to go do extreme enduro stuff because, you know, bikes tip over and then... Now levers are expensive, but boy, if the lever's strong and it breaks the master cylinder, you know, of the clutch yeah. or the or the brake, uh, you're in a world of a, a world of hurt. So we've got one here. Our last entry. Somebody's going to be okay. really happy about getting this one on the show. This, what is it? What is the bike? The bike is um, okay. I have to search for it. It's a 1974 Honda XL175, <laughs> referred to as eyesore. In the Gronk shop. <laughs> so this is Gronk VBS's bike. He had to send it in. So I know he was in the chat earlier. Hopefully he stuck around. Um, and uh, he says it's pr- um, it's basically a barn rescue. But I d- digress. Internally, it is it is a stock as the day it rolled off the assembly line. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. So what did what did he say? How does what was his intro up there right at the beginning? So oh, just go it's ahead like and read a mile that. long. Just read the first thing. It says anyway, rooster endo is a thing again. Here's my entry. Is that what you want? You want the top? Oh, just want to say. Okay, let me just. <laughs> I just want to say that I really enjoy Tech Talk Taco Tuesday plus a tea. Oh. It's the perfect blend of 11 herbs and spices in the oil fuel mix is spot on. The audio still be needs a bit of timing advance, but other than that, the podcast hauls ass. Oh, you just wanted to hear it and like pat yourself on the back. Well, why 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 would I have to do it when you're here? Okay. Can't, I I yeah. wanted you to pat me on the back with that nice saying and you you went you, <laughs> I went well, nobody, straight around it. Hold on. Nobody nobody can even nobody can even see that because oh wait a minute because I have to turn yeah, I got to push the wrong just pushing the buttons Get again. rid of the So you can you pat me on the back again <laughs> just so the studio audience can see that? Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Rooster Endo is a thing again. Go ahead. So, oh, this is so long. Do I have to read it? Okay, I'll do it. Okay. I'll I, do this. I highlighted some points. Okay. Here, why, you know what? When I, when I cover up the thing with the, the thing here, you can have some earplugs. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. I'm okay. Uh, let's see. It's the eyesore in the Gronk shop. It's the proverbial uh, per, provin, pro, <laughs> uh. Externally, you will undoubtedly notice the jungle store scrambler headlight and what's left of the modified 80s Cobra exhaust for which the application escapes me, but I can assure you it wasn't for an XL175. It is very good at converting gasoline into noise, and everybody's ears will tell you it makes the bike look super fast. But the only actual performance modica- modifications were stiffer fork springs, uh, cut out 1980 RM60 Boingers, and I'm not even kidding, and 30 weight fork oil. The rear shocks were left untouched, as a good set of replacements would easily have exceeded the purchase price of this fine racing motorcycle. Yes, you read that correctly. Once the epitome of 70s foo-foo bike dreams, it is now a highly tuned race instrument, and it has hit the 69th running of the Corduroy Enduro Vintage Race. And by that, I actually mean it hit things a lot. (laughs) The 
Hyundai Eyesore qualified me for the V100 class where the combined age of the bike and the rider is 100 years or more. That's a cool class. V100. While it performed admirably, the 6'3", 240-pound gorilla at the controls was feeling under the weather and, as a result, only finished fourth in the class behind two Can-Ams and a Husky. The front uh, Kenda Triple with a Nitro Moose kept the front end planted and the Equilibrium rear with heavy-duty tubes is at a lucky 7 PSI, but the 15 horsepower to the ground at times. I was expecting a significant boost from the carefully chosen stickers, but some of them didn't last the whole race, so they kind of canceled out. Despite the decal dilemma, the bike was sufficiently fast to overwhelm those darn real shocks, and having that low-hung exhaust wasn't the hot setup. The good news is that I'm only 6'2 now, and it fit, and I fit better on the bike, so I should have no excuses next year. The highlight of the race was the unexpected hole shot as I sniped the start flag. At the 100-foot mark, I was still out in front. Unfortunately, the first turn, there was another 100 feet away. It was easy to accept that the mid-80s CR250 and KX250s were going to catch me. Hell, even the early 80 IT175 caught me. But a girl on a Suron Ultra B whizzed by me. It still hurts when I pee. Please help me break this bike's endo streak. Thanks for the cheers from the land of real beer and igloos. Gronk. So... I uh, I think roost, but I'm too nice. I I think everyone's got a roost tonight. It, well, I think I think that's pretty good. What does the chat say? Looks a like great the, story. Yeah, it won. It won on the great story. Yeah, good story. It looks like an atom bomb, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the sunset shot is killer. I mean, it, tonight's photos they were scared of you. They Heather. were. I know. They knew pretty. that you're really good photographer. You should have given me. Actually, you should have given me a couple of your photos, and I could have put them onto the show, and then we could just ad- admire your photos. It'd be a lot better than listening to me talk. I don't. You can go to my Instagrams. What's your Instagram? Lewis H Explore underscore Explorer L E W I S H underscore Explorer. Yeah. And Lily Rose. Is the other one is my landscape photography because I'm one of those snobs. I have two Instagrams, one for landscape and one for street and live and everyday life photography. I I, I like just because I like to be conversative. I have I have a couple Instagrams too, honey. <laughs> I have one for me being normal, and then I have another one where I um I look at um uh well it's it's where I watch the riding videos. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Gronk. I appreciate that. You're very nice. Mm. He says I'm a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. So, uh, so this this is we come to the point at the um, where we have to award the hundred dollar gift certificate from Takamoto. So Takamoto.co uh, gives a hundred dollars to the the Rooster Endo contestant that brings us the most joy. I think the most joy came from Gronk. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He had a good story. I, he put effort into that. And he's racing it. I mean, like, he told about the racing, like, yeah, he had, he actually, he had, he actually had, story. he actually had a story. He's creative in his wording. I like to usually, you know, because I, I, I'm just a show for my sponsors. And so I had to, dis- oh, yeah. I had to disqualify all the Hondas. The okay. stupid bicycle photo from Trevor Hunter is going to get him fired. Um, and then, and then, uh, Cove, um, yeah, nice, 
nice bike. He but. might need to afford, or no, he could. He doesn't need a hundred dollars because no, he saved a lot of money by buying that bike. Yeah, because yeah, they're they're in there. It's an inexpensive bike. No, it's good. Uh, yeah. And I know Gronk rides regular bikes and stuff too. He has he has a lot of different bikes. I you know who could use it the most? The Yamaha. The Yamaha could use it the most, but there's a reason why we're not going to give it to him. He's got a stock bike. He likes a stock bike. And so he's not going to he buy does, anything does, from Takamoto. Doesn't need it. Yeah, so really don't need it. I, I so. and, and I'm pretty sure that Takamoto has absolutely nothing in stock for for the for, <laughs> for Gronk's bike. The the, the uh, 1974 Wait. XL 175, but <laughs> they they do have graphics kits. And I'm but sure. But do they have to use that? No, they, they use don't, it. They could use it for they whatever use it they, they want. They could buy T-shirts. Oh, there you go. Care. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, I'm going with Gronk too. Gronk. Okay, Gronk, you, you're the winner. Hey, hey, and the other thing is, he's he's been he's he came onto the show and he, he he I think he showed up and insulted us in the comments like most of our um our favorite uh, uh, contributors do. And then I he had to explain what a Gronk VBS is, and I keep forgetting. It's it's a uh, I think it's like a I don't remember. Gronk's gonna have to. <laughs> And uh, and somebody says they need a new license plate holder for his five hundred one. We'll send in your rooster endo, <laughs> team <laughs> long riders, uh, Gromp. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Mark, Mark agrees. Uh, I like the I like that V one hundred. That corduroy enduro sounds like it'd be fun up in uh, up in Canada. Yeah. Um. I've I've it's I've been it's a long running race and I, I used to know some people that would go up there and they're like yeah just come on up here and we'll get you a bike and it sounded like it'd be kind of fun but I don't know if I'd want to do it that sounds like something Paul Neff should do like yeah the, the hundred the hundred year class <laughs> um, okay well that not, is uh, he's far from fifty like he'd have to have a super old bike yeah he wouldn't be able to do it well, he has a lot of old bikes. Yeah, but he's he has he's like not Harleys. fifty yet. It's a combo. Oh, of he has the he has combination like, of the two needs to equal hundred or over. Yeah. So he he's got a few more years to go. Yeah, he got a, it's hard to find bike. Well, he but he has like nineteen forties Harleys and stuff. So you never. So know. VBS is the group the name. group name Valley, Valley Bomb, Bomb Squad. Squad. That's what it is. Yeah. Is that like the Valley? Like, oh my God! Like totally? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's uh, it's he's up in he's up in the Valley, like up in Canada. Oh, they, okay. They, when, it, and the only the only reason they know it's a Valley because every time every in the, sometimes in the spring they come out they come out from underground, and they 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 they, <laughs> they, they look up and they see that there it's actually light outside. And okay. they, they come out and they go, oh, we're in a valley. Oh, a valley, okay. Yeah, that's, that's how cool. they <laughs> So, um, Is the TTR a kid? If I'd like to donate the Takamoto thing to him. We don't know if it's a kid. If he was in the chat, we would. But right now you're winning it. Um, well, if you don't want it, we can give it to someone else. No. Okay. No, my decision's final around okay. here. But I, I like that one. So it, You know it, what you could do is you could buy a T-shirt from Takamoto and mail it to the d guy who rides the Yamaha. That's a, you know how much it costs to send a T-shirt to Canada? You know why I know <laughs> no, this? No, from Canada. For, no, actually, you know yeah. what? The only guy that got in. So when we did our Tech Talk Taco Tuesday T-shirts, by the way, and if you want to know what a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday T-shirt looks like, uh, and if you ordered one, you would be in good shape. This is what a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday T-shirt looks like on Heather. 
Oh, the <laughs> wait, let me move my head. I got I to gotta figure out how I to get. I need to go right there. There we go. Hold on. I can move I, my head over. I'll see if I can get it there. There we go. Yeah, we'll, there we'll we put go. the T. So if you ordered a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirt, and now you have four arms. <laughs> you have the two arms that go down. Two Those arms are ears. Down. Yeah. If you ordered it and you were in Canada, uh, I can't send it to you. But I'm actually trying. There was a couple guys that actually ordered it. I didn't I didn't bill them yet. But I'm, I'm trying to get this guy who's coming down to, to our school to take them back and mail them for me. Because it's like way less expensive. Because it's like 40 bucks to send the T-shirt up. We only charge 25 for them. The one guy from Australia got in before I said no international shipping. So I'm going to send him his T-shirt. So I think he was, yeah, Australian guy got in there. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah, Gronk, we'll 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 figure it out if it the kit uh, size thirty six triple D. Mark Daniels. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it, that's Heather. It's my wife. It's, <laughs> I'm putting your sh- put your shirt back on. Okay, there we go. <laughs> See, you moved again. <laughs> I'll fix that. Here we go. There we go. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. See, now you can't see him anymore. See what you did? Actually, <laughs> you know what? I've been trying to get I've been trying to get more popular on this show, and what do you wear? I wear a vest. <laughs> like, like I'm wearing a vest. Yeah. I'm pulling up. Oh, boy. Um, thanks a lot, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break, and we're going to come back with the answers to all the questions that we have on our sheet. So we'll see you in a couple seconds here. The defending champion, the all-new Yamaha YZ450F. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, All of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. 
We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Welcome back to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, this amazing show brought to you by Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Bolt Designs, and Double Take to Mirrors. You can also support us by clicking through our links on our website. That's www.dirtbiketest.com. We have Amazon and Rocky Mountain ATV MC links. So when you're uh, spending all your Christmas money that you found in your stocking, uh, think about us. We get a little cut. doesn't cost you anything more. And, uh, yeah, so go there. Again, uh, Hot Shoe Hall of Fame, January 27th. Uh, you can register. It's free. That's the cool thing about this event. It's free. And if you're there and you want to donate to help um, Gene, uh, you know, support uh, the less fortunate, um, that's always a good thing. Uh, Jerry Bernardo will be uh, emceeing. He'll be hosting it a little bit. Him and another guy. I forget the other guy's name because I can't remember names. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Will that Scott goggle fit over Heather's glasses, says Jim. Uh, let's try. She's going to try. Well, you got big glasses on right now. These are my big glasses, so they don't fit. I'd have to force them Scott on these does, ones. They make an OTG, an yeah. over-the-goggle Over the thing. glasses. But over you, the glasses. But you wear a smaller glass. Actually, you did something interesting. You were So I had, uh, they were old glasses. I only had one arm. And it worked. I had I just put the arm. I had one arm on my glasses, and I just put it in my in my gog in my helmet, and it stayed. And then they fit into the goggle better. But right. there's a company that makes glasses that fit like a snap-in, popping kind. Yeah, it's like your glasses. They they just have like a thing that holds they don't have arms on the them. Frame. It just holds it in the frame. But the biggest problem you, you guys have with your glasses is fogging. fogging. Up. Fogging yeah. up within the goggle. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I imagine if you coated, because now the goggles have really good coating. Scott has one as well. A really good coating inside that really eliminates fog. And I have to try. I, I Well, you got to figure out what that is so you can get it on your, on your, because I think your glasses, you got to keep the, once you get it on there, you've got to keep them on. And if they have no fog, then they'll stay, because it's the temperature differential that causes the that causes yeah. the fogging, right? Aren't you a scientist or something like that? <laughs> yeah, but it's I'm a toxicologist. But toxicologist. It's okay. Yeah, but um, it's really what happens is the glasses have. If you have the glasses, cause a different depth perception issue. So you have to make sure they're not like too far out or too close. Right. So, and also they need to be like it's a pain to wipe them clean. If you have to, if they're always foggy, because then you have to take your goggles off and all that stuff. So it's just easier. Yeah. So now I don't usually ride with goggles that much. I usually wear my goggles behind my head. When we're going, when yeah. we're not, when we're not going fast. When we're not going fast, right. yeah. Yeah. But when we're going fast, it is nice to wear Cause, goggles because then your eyes don't water. 
Yeah, but then but then it also um, there's enough there's enough airflow going yeah. through to keep the when fog you're going away. fast. Yeah, yeah. When it's super tight and technical, I mean, like Dick Burleson raced with glasses. I know, and that's whole, all I wore. And that's was, what I did this weekend. I didn't yeah. wear goggles. I just wore yeah. my glasses. Yeah, had had them, but, uh, but anyway, good question. Uh, and Kelly Sianse says, hi, Heather. Hello. I wonder why she didn't say hi, Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> Do you ever wonder why? She like, likes you. She just, okay, just said checking. hi to me because you're normally here. You know, if, I'm not if normally here. If, so if you're not if you're not nice to me, I could do something like put a porta potty in front of your house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we missed you this weekend. Yeah. Hey. Um, Merry Christmas again. Uh, thanks everybody for joining and watching episode 214. It's amazing. I've done 214 shows and it still sucks. Like I've been saying, you know, if and if you're worried about the sound quality, you see what George got us a gift. Oh, neat. This is. This is so that if we have sound problems on this show, we now have a, a way to... Oh, and it goes through. You can... <laughs> yeah, and then I can talk back into this one. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. Oh, and then you can talk to the talk to the thing. Right, yeah. So th this these are the ones that we use, and then we plug this They're one... They're even fancy braided. We plug this one into the, into the, the, <laughs> the phone. Uh, nice. That's what you get around here. Okay, you got to watch all the shows. Okay, we're going to get into the questions here. So, Heather... So the, the, the job of the co-host is to read the questions, and now we're going to wonder why uh, we thought Logan couldn't read. So Zach695 says they need to stick with the color. I'm assuming he's talking about Yamahas because he says Yamaha color is yellow, which should always be used on every bike, even if they do use the color with it. Or do Even though they do use other colors with it. Excuse right. me. Okay, so... So when I was young, Yamahas were yellow. Yeah, and yellow so, and black, so, right? So Zach's dating himself. Yeah, yeah they were yellow and black. Uh, for a while, they went red and white. Then they switched to blue. And they were pink. for Weren't they pink and white for a little bit? Mm, that was my Yamaha. Oh. Mine was pink on one side and blue on the other. That's the one I yeah. raced in Barstow to Vegas. I got like... 11th overall or something on that thing. Yeah. Pink on one side, blue on the other. And I had gear that matched. I had gear that was pink on one side and blue mm -hmm. on the other. I have a photo of that someplace. What a fashion plate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I don't... I, I mean, you know what you see more than anything now is, is guys going out and, like, customizing their bikes. So they buy a bike and, and, you know, whatever color it is, they go and they change the color and they make their own their own thing. And some manufacturers now they have like a kind of a special edition Yamaha included, where they have like Yamaha's the Monster Racing Energy Monster Energy Racing Edition. Um, Honda has Honda keeps their colors the same on their factory edition. Um, I know some of since some of them have different things, but yeah, Yamaha's probably the one that switches the colors the most. Uh, come to think of it, Honda went pink for a while. The, the Honda's got I like really that. fluorescent oh, red. Oh, yeah, yeah, like fluorescent almost, red, yeah. Almost to the point yeah. of pink. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's... Uh, Why are bikes a common color? Is that so that people recognize them and branding? I mean, you think about like cars. Most branding. Okay? Cars, they, you know, they, you can buy whatever color you want. Yeah, but street bikes you aren't aren't colored no. like a dirt bike. Maybe they know that dirt bike well, people. I mean... I mean uh, yeah, you can get different colors and street bikes. Yeah, but I, I, that's a really that's an interesting it's an interesting comment. I mean, just to think. <coughs> I think it's just you know, think making a it. brand just like 
it's easily recognizable. Yeah, recognizable. Yeah. I think they would have their their racing colors. You know, a mm-hmm. certain. But but it, I don't know if that's like, you know, I mean, teams have certain colors, but then they also have a home color and an mm-hmm. away color, and I don't know. I'm that, that's that's a designer question. I'm not yeah. a designer. I'm probably the anti-designer. <laughs> I think. So okay, next. next. Jason Cornett. 7948 says, I'm so confused after watching this video. So I don't know what you, what video he's talking about. Uh, so it was it was a video of, of Johnny Campbell explaining handlebar bends. Oh. And I will tell you right now that handlebar bends are really confusing too. Uh, because. I there, think it's there's, personal there's, preference. The, well, because the, the handlebar can move in so many different directions. So it's in a clamp where it rotates. Yes. And, and as you rotate it, the sweep which Changes. is the angle back, it, it, you know, there's an angle up, there's there's a rise and sweep. And some of the rise is actually in the 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 distance from the where it's clamped to where the top part is. And then there's an angle there as well on some bars. So like I run flex bars, so their 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 sweep is, you know, 16, 12, 14, 10, you know, different sweeps is, and that's the angle back towards you. But if you rotated that bar forward in the clamp, imagine that sweep now starts. uh, Does it go up and out? Like bullhorning up, you know, like, like, uh, I don't even know how you would, what you would call it, but as it rotates out, it also rotates up, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and so handlebar bends are really confusing in general. So, I've found, and then and with the flex handlebars, you can adjust the elastomers and the tension on the elastomers to get and the, that ju- the, the kind of kind of the rise or the angle. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you have they have rise angle. If you want to know, talk to Cole Townsend at Fast Company. He knows everything about this. Yeah, I just know I like standard height, twelve degree bars. I don't Simple. know my number. I just know sir. I know because I ride all the different bikes. I don't ever get to really ride one consistently. Okay. So I know that when I get on some people's bikes when we're in the school, like they're they're either too far back and they I don't like a bar that makes That's me feel like I'm sitting sweep. inside so of the bike. You you don't I know what you don't like. You yeah. don't like any more bar sweep. If you go fifteen degrees, you don't like it. Okay. If it's fourteen, you're okay and you really like twelve. Okay. I have no idea the numbers. But I'm, a yeah. fact, I'm a factory mechanic. Yeah, so my factory mechanic says I like twelve, so that's good. But I do not like the hot, super high bars, like way high, like this, to where my arm, my arms are above my elbows. Yeah, so when I don't yeah, when like that. Yeah, when your arms get up high, because you don't have any. Think it, about I don't have leverage at that point. Because That's you the can't, hot, yeah. you can't put your weight down into. You're hanging on your yeah. arms as opposed to being able to put exactly. your weight into it when you need to. But I like bars that make my arms stay up, like, like that level. Right. So, but that like they say, elbows up. Elbows up. Yeah. Go to our Better Rider podcast if you want to learn what we think about. It's not elbows up. That's not no, the that's yeah, that's, not, that's that's a, that's a crutch. Yeah, that's a fake. That's fake riding technique. Um, you have to ask those questions on a different podcast. Next question. Okay, this one is written in, in um, social media language. It says, "What do you think of the twenty four model? I'm going to have a look at one in January when they are released in UK." So that's from Joseph Sprout, 7247. So uh, he's from the UK. I haven't made any slams on UK people for a while, but um, he's talking about the Yamaha WR450, the new Yamaha WR450. So I have a 23, and the 24 
gets all the same changes that the YZ450 did. I don't have a whole lot of time on the new YZ450, but that bike, I think, is pretty gnarly. It, it, it took a step, and it definitely took a step into aggression. Like I say, and I think a little bit was the motor. And the, when I did ride it, I didn't get to play with the 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 power app, the power tuning app. Which, by the way, if you if you want to know what makes uh, Yamaha so versatile all across all the platforms that have the uh, YZ power tuning app, it's that app. It's just on your phone. You just push a button, and you have your app, and you can adjust and change the power. And you even know it because, like, you're riding on the WR250, which we have a, a uh, the uh, GYTR. Um, ECU in it, which is the because the WRs are kind of locked, but this is and this is something that he should know is no matter what that bike does, you can make the motor do anything. So it allows no matter what else they do to the bike, you can tune it through the motor. So it's it's that's probably one of the best things about the bikes. And I fiddle around with those things all the time. And when I'm even when I'm riding. I'm going, oh, I bet you I can make it a little bit better. I'll just go into the app. Well, you changed the, what bike was I riding? The 450 the other day? The, right. The one where I told super, you. I told super you, snappy. And I, told I don't you like turn, the snap. I told you push the button. Yeah. And I don't like the snap. So you adjusted it so it wasn't so snappy was it, for was me. It, was that on the 450 or on the 250? I think it was, I don't know which one it was. It was the Yamaha. I like the Yamaha. It's the blue one. It, yeah, it's the blue one. <laughs> just like the, the orange one I ride. Right. Yeah. The orange but ones. The orange, I like the orange the or- ones. The, I like the red ones. Right. What's your favorite one? Uh, I don't know. What's your favorite bike? Well, it depends on for ride, what type of riding I'm doing. But I like riding the... Hoosberg? No. Oh, I, I haven't ridden... Oh, hold on. Let me do <laughs> okay. my job. Right. Um, I do like the Hoosberg, but it's too powerful. Um, I think I like to the... KTM 300 is a great bike. The TPI I like. Right. I like that one in the sand washes. Mm-hmm. And then I love the XR650. I sold it, but I it's know. still here. I, I do love that bike. Guy, a, the, the guy paid for it and hasn't come picked it up. I Yeah. Hey, if anybody wants KTM 525s, I got a few of them. I like KTM 500s. I like the 450. I like the 400. I like all different bikes. Um, elbows up in the woods puts you on the ground eventually. Well, yeah, I can see that, but we're not talking about elbows up like this. <laughs> I'm talking well, like well, we don't, don't ride like a goon with your elbows down and back. Yeah. So wrist position up like that. Right. Jason Parsons says the sweep starts turning into the rise. So that's exactly. I think Jason Jason used to work at Fast Company. Uh, maybe he still does. Um, I remember there was a Jason working at Fast Company for a long time. Um, Shelby Kyle says, curious how I feel about the Austrian bikes stacking up as a whole on total overall quality to the Jap bikes. Where would you personally rank them? Uh, Shelby, right up there. Um, so I've, I've kind of always said this, that in, in my opinion, um, right now it's Honda, Yamaha, KTM, and they're the same. They're all – they're – they're all, they they go overboard on their durability. As far as I'm concerned, and then just a step behind would be the you know the Suzukis and the Kawasakis, and it and it's it's just little things. And and the the thing is that they're all going to have a bike that may have an issue or whatever, 
where it's a consistent thing, but it's so few and far between across the board, all motorcycles these days, it's generally really, really good. The weird thing is when you have like a Suzuki or Kawasaki, the Suzuki's were probably the most notorious for this is one bike could have third gear go out. The other one have would have a shock failure and the other one, the, the bolts would strip out of this, out of the seat and the plastic real easy. But the other bikes wouldn't have any of those problems. It was just like, it was never the same thing was super repeatable. Um, the Kawasaki's, it was always the hardware was a little bit off and it wasn't, it just wasn't as, as tight or qualities, but they have really, really improved that in the last like 10 years. So you're like the, the, the quality thing, um, between the, then the Austrian stuff is re- very good, really good. Um, especially, <clears throat> you know, some of the longevity of the motors. I mean, they're, they're all going to, the manuals are all going to tell you to change the top end at 40 hours kind of a thing. And, you know, we're getting 300 hours out of them. So, uh, just remember the guy that goes to the internet, they want to type in bad news. They don't, the, the guys that are getting three and four and 500 hours of their bike are too busy riding their bikes to go and tell you how awesome, uh, the stuff is, how long it lasts. And yeah, you can wear them all out and you can abuse them. But, uh, I think if you, um, start doing that stuff. Uh, yeah. Next question. Okay, it's not a question. It's oh. a it's a statement. Statement. It says butter, butter, butter. Is that what it says? I think so. I think you got to read it exactly the way it's written because I didn't understand that. But uh and uh uh but uh and uh uh and uh but uh. Okay, so he's <laughs> he's commenting on Trevor's video. He says that he's saying what. He said, and so what's who's who said this? Oh, I, so G K Ling thirty three is he saying like he's making fun of him saying but uh, uh, but, but, but uh, we used to, on this show uh, we used to have an um counter oh okay because I say um a lot you know you're just stalling for time I'm sorry and, I totally read that as like he was complimenting he was like saying something was like butter. Like, no, oh, it's smooth, like butter. No. He's, That's what I thought he was talking about. He's talking about the presenter, in this case, Trevor Hunter. Oh, okay. He's really struggling to keep his position at the dirt bike test. Aw. Poor kid, just like a stuttering, mumbling buffoon. It just, but at least Trevor has a few thousand followers, not just 33 followers on the YouTubes. Like, what's the guy's name? G.K. Ling, 33. Yeah, G.K. Ling has like, he has, he has like seven videos with like 20 likes he's he's killing it on the youtube so i like it when somebody like that i want to see him review his he has a lot of uh his videos are just i didn't really look at them at all i just saw they were just it looked like he has a lot of pictures of handlebars you know like he was wearing a gopro and he shot a picture of his handlebars and and that's what his videos are. Okay, whatever. We don't need to to go over that. Oh, I like it's to fine. I like to just deep dive into the bad things. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, he's yeah. He, he was he was uh, he's telling us how to do it. I, you know what? I always say if you live in a glass house, you shouldn't have a Husaberg five seventy because it's going to roost all the windows out by breaking it with the stones. I was actually listening to Andrew Huber, Huberman, uh huh, a different podcast for Brainiacs. Right. And he was talking about having those words like uh and the and like are actually something that is a good thing. And without that, we 
our communication with others would be, it wouldn't be so free and understandable. So it's actually a good thing. It's not a did bad he, thing to have. Did he say I was smart by going, um? No, no. but oh. it's not always a bad thing. What so about Trevor? It just does. It does sound unprofessional at times or if you were not gi- prepared. If you were giving a, a rehearsed speech. Yeah. You shouldn't do this. But if you're engaged in conversation, and yes, in all we honesty, always do it in conversation. In all honesty, like when Trevor's busting these things out, he didn't write himself a script. He might have made some notes, but he's trying to roll together. He's trying to tell you everything about this bike that he just rode. Exactly. And it's probably at the end of the day, he's tired. He's probably up at five o'clock in the morning. He had to drive out to where the hell he went and rode the bike. They had to shoot the damn video. He had to ride it. He probably has three or four days of riding on this bike. He had to collect information from six or seven of his numbskull friends who are afraid to get in front of the camera. They they might, you know, try, but you want to hear um and uh, and it's like, I, I, Chris Barrett affectionately like to like to say that some of the best videos he ever had of Chris Barrett is like, uh, the brakes were good, and the power's like it's good, and I the bike can't. Chris Barrett was the most articulate test rider, one of the best guys I ever used. And if we were just sitting there and there wasn't a camera in front of him, he would he'd say, "Man, I really liked how the the, the front brake would just come in there, and you could you could kind of you had you had not that much bite in the beginning, but then you just give it a little bit more, and then it get really strong. It was like the perfect amount of progression. And you go, okay, you know, it's okay. Look, let's just camera roll, and he goes, uh, "The brakes are good." <laughs> He just sit there like Chris. What happened? Yeah, come on, man. You know he'd talk about the the, the suspension stroke and how you know it, it, he was just super ticket. Uh, suspension was good. <laughs> so so it's okay. Ums and us. Ums and us. It's yeah. okay. It's totally do it, fine. Do it if you want to. If you want to do that, then I want to see your video that you're just clear, concise. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Cold steel off-road. Cold steel off-road. Fancy centrifugal clutch. As an MX guy, I never thought I would consider running one of these, but the ability to completely eliminate compression braking on my four-stroke has my curiosities peaked. Suspension works so much better when unloaded, and you can still use it like a standard clutch. So he's talking about a recluse. recluse. He's talking about a video we did where we explained how the recluse worked. Um, kind of inner functions. Uh, Recluse has a new level of clutch, but I'm not going to talk about it because they're they're not a sponsor of the show. So we'll move on to the next question. Okay. Well, you put it on here. I know. Okay. But I could I could go into deep detail and I could tell you. Uh, well, I have pretty much recluses on all my bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Taylor six four three one. I would love to see Yamaha bring back the TTR two fifty of the early two thousands. What a great bike. That could run on the road, add it had a lot of power, more than the XT250. So you want to buy one? Maybe two of them. I'll make you a package deal. I've got, I've got two of them. <laughs> we use them as rental bikes in Does the Does one school. of them say 500 on it? No, that's the <laughs> Suzuki DRZ. <laughs> oh. It, says, it doesn't say 500. It says 600. I know. Shh. Yeah. Okay. That poor guy's ego. You crushed that <laughs> poor dude. I did not. Yeah, you did. How? You know. So okay. here's an interesting story. So we uh it, this is this is we we have a we have a an off-road riding school. A www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. 
for those that are interested. We have some classes coming up. We got class openings in January class. Sign up. Yes. I promise you, you will become a better rider. And if you actually are a listener to this show and you sign up and take the class and you are willing to come on this show after taking the class because it, it sucked, because my class sucked, and you'll come on this show, if you can sit here for at least 20 minutes and tell me why it sucked, I'll refund your money. <laughs> I will refund because you, you, you're going to come out a better rider. And the, the hardest thing, it pains me to say this, is you'll be blown away by how much you didn't know about how easy it is to be a better rider. It's 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 hard for me to teach, but it's simple for you to absorb. It's that easy. Yeah. We also have a all-women's school. Oh, yeah. Yes. I know someone who's teaching that. When am I teaching that? In March. March. Yeah, March 15th, 16th, I believe. Yeah. All-women's school. All-women's so, class. So, if so everyone's been asking me for an all-women's class. Every time they're like, you should do an all-women's class. I, do, I did it once before. Jen Morton helped me. Jen, come out and help me again. Right. And Jessica Jackson. Get Jessica to come and help. I'm just going to sit in the background and I'm going to do what Heather does, which I don't know what she does at the school. Probably <laughs> nothing. You just sit around and like make chili. I'm yeah. not going to, you don't want me to make lunch. No. No, I won't do that. No, I, just, I do nothing at the school. I'll just pick up bikes. I'll be like, I'll be like the, the, the new, the new trainees. So anyways, uh, check out Jen, uh, well, JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. What's the date? Uh, 15th, 16th. So March. She's, she's there. Awesome. Yeah. We'll look it up and, and verify that for you. But yeah, bring your group, bring all your group of friends on your big girls chat list that wants to, that they always, they always want to be better riders. Tell them they can't go on the, the Baja bound Hooters on scooters ride hoot, hoot. without taking the class. Yeah. Yeah. So all good. Uh, I was we have gonna, one more. I was gonna. So if, if you want to yeah. buy a Yamaha TTR uh, 250, I got two of them that I'll sell because I'm gonna upgrade them with uh, newer, newer ones. And she's gonna bring lots of ladies and all you men, except for Dennis. You know Dennis yeah, from Alaska. Yeah, he said he wants to go. Dennis, you can come as a sweep rider. Uh, so because he's come he's, and do the drills and stuff. He, he no, he's just gonna be a sweep rider. We're not, no no men no men doing out there drills. Okay. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll have our coaches there, our regular coaches that are there to help, but you guys are running the class because you know how to do it. So Cool. Uh, Frank White wants to know, who's my co-host? It's girl, some girl I picked up. <laughs> some dirt bike chick. Hi, Frank. I'm Heather. Nice to meet you. <laughs> cool weird hat, says Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's got, a, it's got a message for you on it. It's, it's that one. Fa Q. It's, it's the... It's the good team with the bad name. So what's the next? Okay, next question. Next question. Brad Sanders. Brad Sanders. So someone who actually has a real name instead of some Instagram tag. Right. I wore all kinds of expensive knee braces, then I quit. I cannot begin to describe how much better I could ride without them. Strapping these things on sucks for me. I would say the same thing, and I have bad knees. I no, had, you don't. You have, I had you have, bad knees. Now I have brand new knees, which are great. You but had a robot go in and give you new I knees. I did have a robot and give a me cool new doctor knees. Yeah. that wears cowboy boots. Yes, he is a cool doctor. Yeah. Your um, other doctor is really cool. He, your other doctor. My back doctor. No, Dr. Schobert. Oh, yes, Remember Dr. Schobert, yes. He did my knee. Yeah, he was very good. Dude, Dr. Schobert is ep- retired, but he's great. Yeah. And he has a killer sound system. <laughs> <laughs> and a tequila collection. And a tequila collection. Yes. Hey, hey but I, 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 so I had my knee done. Oh, God, in 2000, 
Was it after I was done with Dakar or before? It was after, I think. It was like 2001. Or it was after Dakar altogether, right? I don't know. I forget. I just, I had to, I had to get it fixed because I couldn't run downhill anymore. And, and he went in and fixed, yeah, because it was, it was, it was, it was, I was really getting into the running because yeah. I had to have it fixed. And, and, uh, man, he did it, did a really good, he did a really good job. And I, I have bad, I mean, I have bad everything because I'm a motorcycle guy, but. So what's Brad Sanders talking about? He's talking about knee braces. Yes. So he, uh, watched, uh, I think, uh, Trevor did an evaluation on some knee braces. And Trevor liked the knee braces. And so he does. So I'm a knee pad guy. Yeah. And knee braces are good, but they also I, so have. So I kind of wear them. I mean, I, the, the last couple times at the tracks, I'm not riding the track like I used to, but I used to, because my biggest problem is in the track, sometimes you just go into ruts and they grab your, they, yes. they grab your toes and twist your knees. And and they twist your knee before you can get your foot off the foot peg, kind of a thing, or or, or you know just somehow you 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 know, it's it's usually not in the sort of the crash, that that you're. But I blew my knee out doing a doing a big crash. I know this. I was just cartwheeling, and God I knows what happened. But I, you know, the knee brace is not that great at stopping the twisting, except for the asterisk one that actually bolted to the boot. I remember that one. Yeah. And because that that all of a sudden would would would. You know, kind of, but it's just like any other thing that's a brace or protective. It transfers load, so it's it's taking load from one place to another place. Shin, shin, and for sure, if you have like a weaker injured knee and it and it gives out, I think a knee brace is probably one of the best ways to hold and stabilize it. But then again, remember you're just kind of transferring load, and they are kind of a pain in the ass to put on. Compared to like a knee pad, and they rub sometimes, <clears throat> and they can rub you, and they yeah. can scratch your your gear, or your you can wear holes oh, in your gear. They're but plastic. They're also good for your knee, yeah. in, in certain situations, so yeah. it's 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 just like it's, it's a just, catch twenty two. It's, it's like, like everything. It's a give or take. On you have to understand what it's doing. It's not. It's not just a hundred percent good. Like a helmet, I'm gonna go. Okay, ninety nine percent good. Yes. You know, I can I can weigh that knee brace. I'm gonna go like sixty percent good, maybe seventy percent good. I think it depends on your riding, it, what type of riding you're doing. It, it depends on it, but you know, it, it's just you you've got to weigh the you know you got to weigh the things. And so I don't. When people start talking about protective equipment, it, it it's I always say if you feel safe, I feel safe. If you've made the decision to wear that. That's your decision. You've made it. And if something goes wrong with it, I mean, I might, if I see you doing something stupid with protective equipment, and by stupid, I'm saying not using something you should or using way too much. Mm -hmm. They're both, I see people put so much stuff on, they can't function. You know, they're literally over, they're so overprotected that their body doesn't work like it should anymore. Yeah. So there's both sides of the equation. I, and I and I bring up the other one because it's the it's the less obvious. It's like, well, I'm going to dress for the crash and I'm like uh I'm not going to crash. So I'm not going to dress for it. This is the way I think. And when you see the top guys like, you know, racing supercross and and motocross and and whatever and there you go, where's their chest protector? They have like roost guards and stuff on, but the way that they operate, if they thought they were going to crash, they wouldn't be on the starting line. 
And and so yeah. these are the best in the world, and that's the way they think, and they have to to operate the level they do. But I also see people on the other end of the spectrum that literally look like, for lack of a better term, the Michelin man with every known pad, and they they their arms pump up because they have so many straps wrapped around them before they even start riding. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, it's personal preference, and safety is always your... if. If it eases your mind and makes you feel better, right. then wear it. Yeah, and that's why I tell people it's like yeah. it's like if you feel safe, then I feel safe. And again, you know, make your decisions accordingly. And then if if you put the stuff on or you didn't put the stuff on, and something goes wrong one way or the other, that's on you. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's all out there. There's tons of stuff. So you so. do you. And uh, we'll we'll all be happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> why complain? So that's all the questions that are here. That's all the questions. Um, Aaron, we got a question here. Uh, Aaron Orth says, the Mint 400, can you ride your bike around the outside of the course to view at different spots? Uh, Aaron, no way in hell. <laughs> okay. Is it all no, silt? It, no. Or just is all? No. It's, it's, they, they closed down the entire desert during that event. Oh, wow. I didn't uh, know that. Oh, yeah. Because they, they turn it into a closed course and they're, they have enforcement out there. And there's they have designated spectator areas, and they've the the organization that's running this event. It's different than a lot of other events, but they just for the safety they have to close it down. So, uh, two things on this for, and I know people are just going to go tell me to pound sand and stuff like that. To allow events like that, you can go ride there every other day of the year. You can go ride anywhere you want to out there. So don't tell me you wanted to ride out there that day. You wanted to go see something that somebody else couldn't, but you're going to put that event in jeopardy. In jeopardy, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna. It, it all it's going to take is for one spectator, and I know this because I've been a race promoter on that side. It, all it takes is one spectator to not understand, and you might be better than this, but one spectator to not understand and say, hey, I want to go look over here. And they go someplace they should, and the next thing they're splattered by a trophy truck or they crash into you know, a motorcycle that's coming at a speed that they're not really aware of. I mean, I have firsthand experience with that, with um, Robbie Gordon, when I was on the course. You were a... You were, and I you, was you, in, a, in the location where I was supposed to be. You were a certified photographer. Yes, yeah. You had a band and you had the vest yeah, and you signed but, your life away. And what I'm saying is I, even though I was in the right place and I was, the trophy truck was coming right at me. And if I didn't use my smarts and my knowledge of, of, of reading lines... I would have been dead. Yeah. And so it's dangerous even for even the people, when you know. even when you know, yeah. it's dangerous to be on the course. So, yeah, so I would, that's why I think it's safe. Like try to be there. They put those rules there for a reason because they know it's not just you that's out there. No, they're stupid people. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah. So it's so, so, safer not to do so, that. So the answer is no, you can't ride around yeah. out there and there is enforcement and they will ticket you. And basically here's the way it works. So let's just say that a BLM observer sees you out trying to ride out to a remote spot. They get on the radio. They call up the race organization. They say, hey, we have a person out here. Can you fix it? And then they realize that they can't fix it because they don't have that much staff running around out there. And they go, okay, we have to shut the race down. And they shut it down. And they shut it down. Yeah. It happens that quick. So, yeah, don't be that person, Aaron. Um, But – uh, they they have pretty good spectator spots for that and and uh, yeah it's it's a shame that it's come to that way I mean it's just that I uh, yeah 
it's bad. Is there volunteer positions where they can volunteer oh, to help? Yeah, if you want to go, that? yeah, if you want to go work a position, yeah, yeah. The, 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 most of those organizations are always looking for volunteers to go. You out can and, be out there all day long, <laughs> all day long. That's the problem in the silt. <laughs> That's what you'll do. get to see, you know, silt. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, Gronk VBS. In in regards to compression braking, a long time ago, I purchased a 200 XC and a four a 250 XC FW. The 200 was a woods weapon, but ultimately I was faster and smoother on the 250. Compression braking was a big factor. Um, I, I understand this to a high level because I was racing a 125 two-stroke, and I switched uh, when I started doing the ISD qualifiers, and I'd ridden an XR200 for a long, but I switched over to an XR250 because um, Al Baker was going to sponsor me, and he said, you can ride this thing. And so I started practicing on it, and the compression braking of the four-stroke allowed me to go so much faster around the turns because all of a sudden I didn't have to use my rear brake. Just rolling off the throttle worked mm -hmm. it. And then I realized it was actually slowing me down, so I did the trick of turning my idle up a little bit to eliminate the compression braking on the four-stroke a little because I was I was used to the two-stroke. But there's, there's a lot to this, and when we talked about the recluse clutch, the way that that works on the effect in the compression braking – um, it's interesting. They make slipper clutches for just this reason. There's so much stuff you can do to tune this. And now, even like um, even like on that Honda uh, uh, Transalp 750 that we have, it has you can adjust the compression braking or engine braking. Mm. They call it engine braking. You can adjust the engine braking. And so what it's doing is it's in, to adjust it. It's not letting the butterfly valve close down as much on decel. So and and it's amazing what they're doing with like you know, higher level uh, stuff on this uh, hmm. also. So this is part of the tunability of, of bikes these days and how they're understanding it and whether it's, you know, in the clutch or they're doing it with the, the throttle body or whatever, um, pretty kind of cool things. New products, a beanie cap with the TTT logo. Mark, we're going to see how these uh, this merch works right after uh, right after I get done shipping out these T-shirts when I get these T-shirts done. By the way, for all you that did order a Tech Talk Taco T-shirt, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday T-shirt, you're gonna make me wear are, it again. Are, really? No. Actually, you know, you know what we should do, Heather, is um, imagine right now if you took your top off <laughs> here in the studio and I could stare at you. No. No, I no. can't stare at you. My wife. Nobody could see. Come on, look. There's a T-shirt in front of you. <laughs> but then I, my, I go. Whoops. <laughs> okay. Hey, if you ordered a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday T-shirt, I have some other cool items that I'm going to drop in. Some other things that I'm going to drop into some of the. Just randomly going to do it. I have some Ricky Brabeck uh, signed uh, early edition T-shirts. There's some cool stuff that's going to go out with this. So uh, hopefully you get it. And when you do get one of those cool things. Uh, you know, chime back in and, uh, you know, let us know because I like to see where it went. Maybe take a picture and send it to us. Uh, we can Rooster cool Endo your outfit. We want to do, we want to do, uh, we want to do with Rooster Endo, we want to do like a best dress segment. Oh. <laughs> we literally well, want to. Well, Moto Gear yeah, or. Yeah, Moto Gear, moto gear whatever. or whatever. Yeah. I, I tried to get someone, someone to send in nudes last no. week. <laughs> you have that weird theory that you think. Well, he, he, he was using his wife's account, and he was asking me a lot of questions, and he said, hey, can I work for you? And I go, yeah, send me a resume with nudes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> In your opinion, and money being no object, what's the best 50-50 tire for a middleweight 80 adventure bike? Uh, Road Racer 3R. Um, I, um, 
I, I'm going to hold back on answering that question because um, I might have some sponsor, uh, I don't want to say conflicts, but I, I did have what I've been running, but I might be running something different pretty soon. Uh, but there's a lot of really good, um, there's a lot of really good tires and middleweight ADV bikes. So you're talking about like the Tenere 700 uh, KTM 790, 890 type bike, uh, Honda Trans So there's, there's, I'll, I'll just tell you off the top of my head, there's the Continental TK 270, the con, the Continental, no, the Continental, uh, the Continental TKC 80 was the original and is still probably if you, if you were a little bit more, if you went 60, 40 pavement, 60% pavement, that's the tire. It has such good street manners. Michelin makes the Anarchy Wild, which if you were going to go on the other side of the dirt, uh, that's a really good tire. And then Kenda makes a tire called the Big Block that uh, kind of runs right down the right down the middle. And a Kenda 270 is a horrible tire. It's, okay. It's it's just <laughs> I, I there's I think that's so what I think makes that's the it, what's that, the characteristic that, of that, the tire that makes it a good tire? What makes a good tire? Con, is it the block con, consistency? No, no, it has it has to do with everything. It goes from the carcass construction to just the 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 you know whether it the the way that the 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 shape the, of the, the 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 knob shape has has a certain effect. It's mostly for me the knob shape is is on on braking performance mm-hmm. how it works on the brakes and then and, and then, when you're leaning and then when you're leaning and you accelerate okay uh, and this is in the dirt uh leaning on the street you you're kind of just trying to push traction and then that has a lot more to do with rubber with compound the rubber compound stiffness of the of the of the rubber uh so there's so many different there's so many different things that go into it okay but, um, I didn't know if any, if all these type of bike tires had the same characteristic. And that's what made them good. No, they they there's so many there's so many different factors that okay. go into it. And like I said, the the TKC80 is the one that everybody measures against, and there's a reason for that. It's just very very the Continental TKC80 is a very very consistent, consistent tire yeah. at everything. And then when you go to some of these weird brands that that you know maybe not the most common brands, some of them have consistency problems. Some of them have uh, quality, uh, you know. Quality control problems, uh, different batches are a little bit different. Well, Road Race 3R is saying he's looking for the unicorn with longevity on the highway and performance off-road. Uh, you're, you, yeah, never-ending search is what he says. Guess what? Yeah. You, you can't have both. Yeah. The, the, if, and, and in my honest opinion, right now it seems like the one that, that and I, I haven't done it for a while. I haven't done a, you know, a, durability test i did when some of these tires first came out it seems like the michelin is the one that it seems like it lasts a little bit. remember your dad had that tire mm, on there forever mm-hmm. and i'm like ned wear that thing out and he's like i'm riding it like crazy <laughs> and so um yeah there's there's a but think about it where where are you going to ride three thousand miles without the availability or to be able to get another tire and and the good thing about when you're running a knobby type tire off road is where it's going to wear down is on the center knob in the middle of the tire, but your side knobs are still good. So when you go in the dirt, when you start leaning, when the bike does something you don't want it to, it's going to roll onto a more open knob. So you can have a pretty worn out tire that amazingly looks just like the quote 50, 50 tire. That's going to last forever. That, you know, is doesn't have the open blocks. 
you know, now you have a better road tire for going straight. It's not great when you roll up onto the side again. It, it's it's actually quite different. But um, when are you going to go 3,000 miles without the ability to get a tire? Uh, and they're, you know, at that point, they're a lot less, uh, a lot less expensive than a cast, is what I always said. Did you have this book here for a reason? Rick Simon's Monkey Butt. Yeah. Uh, well, Super Hunky unfortunately passed away, but I've always said this is a this is a great read if you want to learn about the early days of motorcycle journalism. Uh, Rick tells a hell of a story, um, tall tales and. Uh, Bench racing inside the story of 30 years. I'm going to write monkey butt, too. You know this, Heather. Oh, I know. You've been saying that for years. I know. I got I, I to gotta, okay. make some furniture first. But I have so many other things. You can. Do. Jerry Bernardo did write a book called Coffee Brewed with Graveyard Mist. And this is this book is carte, carte blanche for chaos, and every turn of the page will leave you weak minded people clutching their Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't don't read it right before you go to bed. Yeah, you can't read this right now. No, in the morning it's okay. It'll get you thinking. <laughs> hey, um, mm-hmm. another thing. So one other thing we like to do on Tech Talk is product of the week, and I'm gonna oh, bring up yes. I'm gonna bring up an old. This is actually brought to you by Bulletproof Designs. Bulletproof Designs makes awesome protection for your dirt bike. So uh, if you're looking, if if you get a new dirt bike, buy the Bulletproof Designs radiator guards before you tip it over. It'll save you having to buy another radiator. And then you have to buy another radiator, and they go, man, I should buy radiator guards. So just eliminate the second radiator purchase. Bulletproof Designs. Uh, you can find them on the webs. Uh, this is Climbs. This is called the Valdez Parka. It's hard to see because it's all black right now. But it's a it's a pullover. And I'm bringing it up right now because it's getting cold. This is actually a snow piece. That mm-hmm. I wear all the time when I'm riding in the dirt. I want one. Oh, you boy. always get yourself one, but you never get me one. Yeah, I will get you one. I will try to get you one. Yeah. How, why don't you just take this one? I'll try to get a new one. Okay. I don't even know. I, I hope they're still making this thing. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure they do. But it's Gore Tex. It has a hoodie built in that's all rolled. Right now I have Hold it all up. rolled up in the Here, back. Let's unroll it. You may unroll it. You can unroll it. It's the other thing is it's got these little inserts in the sleeves so it's got the the pocket it's like so the sleeves are got a cuff in here so that the air can't blow up your sleeve and you can cinch it down and you can put this inside of your glove and you can stay super warm and the hoodie is really nice it's like constructed hoodie hey when when we've been we've been stuck out in the in the wet when it when it rained really bad on us like a stun, i put that i put the hoodie on and put my uh-huh. helmet on over the top of it oh you did and so it didn't go down the back of my neck oh that's nice brilliant that's <laughs> yeah. i never thought of that that's no, that's so smart. good it still went in the kind of yeah know, in the front up, well i had a, i had a um a neck gaiter on also yeah, this is a nice jacket. It's a really, really good jacket. Nice. It's lightweight. It can, you can pack it down if you need to, but it opens up. It, it opens big, up big enough to go over your helmet, right? Yep, it has big vents in the sides. You can put it on and off over your helmet. It can. It's not super small like a pack jack, because it. But it has some. Yeah. It, it's like a jack. It's like a real jacket. You can throw it in the wash and the dryer. I do it all the time. Yeah. And it's still waterproof and that nice thing. Nice sealed. That one's zippers. like three years old. Yeah, yeah sealed zippers. Sealed it's got little pull, pull cuffies. Um, I've got a test yeah. on it in Dirt Bike Test, www.dirtbiketest.com. Search uh, Valdez Parka. Scotch uh, light. Reactive material. Well, it's got, reflective it's material. Reflective, yeah. yeah. It's all good. 
So that's the product of the week. I was wearing it this weekend, and it reminded me how much how awesome it is, and I wanted to tell everybody about it. So, Climb, uh, man, they make really good, uh, especially when you start talking about the different layers they have. That like our Windstopper gloves, yes, super awesome, uh, uh, great products. They have that's, good under like snow. A lot of their snow stuff transfers over to to motorcycling. Like yeah. the underwear, well, the undergarments that you yeah, could wear. The mid layers, under layers. The layers, yeah. It's funny how the how the whole baggy freestyle riding stuff came from a bunch of snowboarder snowboarders that started riding dirt bikes and a bunch of dirt bike guys that went snowboarding after they went they went dirt bike riding after they went snowboarding and they just didn't take their snowboard gear off and they say, Hey, this stuff works pretty good. <laughs> and hence we had, you know, LBZs and LBZs yeah. and uh Flesh gear oh, and right. all those yeah. companies back in the day. The freestyle movement uh, spawned by snowboarders. Yeah. So anyway, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for joining into the show. Thanks uh, everyone. Hey Heather, you survived. You didn't cut it out. You're I almost, survived. You're better than George. Oh no, he's better than me. Yeah, you didn't insult me hardly at all. That I heard. <laughs> so I'm just here to yeah. be here. Thank you but very thanks. much. It was good to see everyone. Or good to see your posts. Yeah, so we will uh, be back. I'm, I, I imagine we'll be back next week. It'll be interesting to see if we make it back um, after the after New Year's. I got to do a Rat Pack mile. I might not survive. <laughs> so with that, uh, I'd like to thank all our regular viewers. Your shirts are coming. Dale, thank you, too. Uh, we appreciate you. Hopefully you answered all your questions. If you have questions, go ahead and pop them into the chat. Or Thanks, Dennis. Wherever you're going to you're, – we'll get to them. We call them back up and answer them. Uh, tell a friend, especially if your friend really has problems. I will do my best to answer them. And um, – Heather, thank you. Yes, thank Actually, you, I'm, guys. I'm supposed to reintroduce my host more often during the show. That was brought up to me last time. The, uh, I'm Heather the, Lewis. Heather Lewis is... No, I'm supposed <laughs> to... Yeah, you're Heather Lewis. This is my wife. She rides dirt bikes. She likes the blue ones. I like the blue ones. Yeah, she likes the blue ones because Yamaha's a big sponsor of the show and we're just shills for our sponsors. Again, thanks to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, they gave Gronk 100 bucks for his XL175. Any bike can win Rooster Endo. Just uh, send it. I think we need some more Rooster Endo. So uh, send them to Jimmy at DirtBikeTest.com. We'll get them in the show. Of course, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Bulletproof Designs, Fast Company, Double Take Mirrors. Support us in any way that you can. And with that, Heather. We're off. We see you out in the trail. See Cheers, you on the trail, everybody. guys. If you liked what you saw in this video, Come check us out over at dirtbiketest.com on the webs. We have bike tests, product tests, a lot of fresh dirt, and you can even support us by clicking through our links. Hopefully we'll see you out in the trail.